Hey, everybody. Hi. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Oh, man. After Groundhog Day, the little rodent uh, did not see his shadow. So huzzah. Huzzah to an early spring, and it's felt. We've You and I discussed how it's felt almost like early spring, and I don't know if that's a placebo effect, <laughs> if that's possible. Uh, no, I it's, think it's, it's been... just that almost all of the summer... And half of almost all of January, we didn't see the sun, and now it's shining yeah, bright. It feels it's and it's rather mild. You know, so that this point last year was like four. You know, I don't think we had any single digits or any. I mean, not here. I mean, other places are freezing their ass off. I'm sure. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um. Hold on, it's nothing yeah. like we got like our... Sorry, what? I said nothing like reading the local weather on the Rad Years podcast. Uh, But yeah, today was a high of 48. (laughs) Tomorrow, 51. It's 50s all the the rest of the week, Squeezer. Hell yeah. I'm going to drag my TV out on the deck and watch the Super Bowl outside. Yeah, it's going to be high of 47 on Sunday. A lot of good Super Bowls. But we lose the sun after Friday. Oh, I like the sun. Yeah. Then it goes Plants back are neat. to okay, yeah. They're like, hey, we like the sun. We're gonna grow with it. I get that. Yeah, I get yeah. that. Uh, so yeah, we we've been uh, dealing with all right weather. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad yeah. weekend after we did the show. I uploaded it and accidentally left sixteen minutes of dead space ahead of it because I dropped it on the timeline and did not check beforehand. Ah, yeah, nice. So, so uh, it's like. A- it's like a hidden track. Yeah. And I didn't check Rad Year's uh, group chat on Instagram all day. And I went, um, uh, when I got home from work, I saw it. I was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I quick fixed it and re-uploaded Surprise. it. So. Uh, did you see my post I made on radyears.com today? I did. Uh, yeah, so uh, Stranger Things, um, I joined their, uh, their uh, how do I explain it? I guess it's called like a broadcast group. Um, where like any, anytime stranger things wants like the group to know of information, they, um, they, they put it in this group and they sent this picture of a vending machine from the set and in it, it had Vernal's red ropes, uh, Laura scooters, potato chips, cracker jacks, score, Mr. Goodbar. It's funny how like the Hershey stuff hasn't changed really. No, Mr. Goodbar. Other than like, there's no wrapper over foil anymore. Like Good Bar, Hershey's, and Score hasn't changed at all. Those are probably just modern Score bars. Possibly, yeah. Same with Good and Plenty. I don't think they've changed. And there's a hundred gram bars, which changed a little bit. Um, and then some juicy fruit and uh, double mint plenty packs, two flavors of lifesavers. But then there's the other chips, the Bachman's uh, corn chips, barbecue corn chips, and pretzels. Now Bachman's is from the Reading area, um, so I had a little fun with it. I said uh, Stranger Things posted a picture of vending machine on the set of season five. It's full of Bachman snacks, which were founded in Reading, Pennsylvania. And I said I grew up eating these and shopping at the outlet store in the VF outlets in Reading. Taylor Swift is also from Reading. Oh, is also Reading, Pennsylvania. I should have put from also from Reading, Pennsylvania. Could this be a psyop by the dark government to convince Stranger Things uh, fans? Read it like a maniac. Uh, listen, everybody. This is a psyop 
operation by the dark government, Dark Brandon, to convince Stranger Things fans that they need to root for Travis Kelsey, the cuck who's really just the woman in this relationship, to help the Chiefs win Super Bowl 24 with the telekinetic powers, telekinetic powers of that girl on the show 11. Will there be Debbie Gordons there at the Super Bowl playing for the Chiefs? Ugh, I guarantee it. Wait, did you? It makes me so mad. <laughs> I, I thought you said Demi Gordons, and I'd like to think that Alex would get it wrong. <laughs> the Demi Gordons are there. I think there's no relation to Demi Moore or uh, Jeff Gordon. But you, you can, you can. They would then make that stretch, and then somehow Demi Moore and Jeff Gordon would be tied into the conspiracy, and they'd find a way. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to tell you that Hollywood has been destroying our minds for years, but Jeff Gordon, the pretty boy race car driver, and Demi Moore, wife to that brilliant, brilliant man, Bruce Willis, he she, he left her like he knew that she was used goods, damaged goods. They're part of the PSYOP operation, the Chiefs and Taylor Swift. She's trying to convince us all to be gay and vote for Biden. I'm not going to stand for it, and I hope that... It, Info Nation, Info Warriors won't stand for it either. <laughs> They're trying to poison us with snacks that will turn us into gay Biden voters. From running Pennsylvania, obviously, where Taylor Swift is from. You're going a little warrior there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not too much of a difference, really. A complete lunatic shouting Just nonsense another, another into the lunatic. sky. Yes. Yeah. Same thing. Drug-addled lunatic? Yeah, one's steroids and probably meth, and the other is just meth. <laughs> yeah, and cheeseburgers. And cheeseburgers. Hi, Izzy. Oh, you getting on my lap? Oh, hi, Izzy. Oh. The ultimate word would be like, The psyop from a thousand moons outside of the planet Saturn that circle the Earth past the sixth mother of the Holy Trinity. <laughs> just a little <laughs> crazier. Yeah, all right, just a little. Yeah, it's harder to connect the dots with a warrior saying. It's almost impossible with Alex Jones, but believe it or not, it's har absolutely harder with the warrior. One has CTE, you know, so. Uh, yeah, and the other's just brain damaged from another way. Yeah. yeah. Is he really brain damaged, though? He's spouting all this shit, and he's getting these morons to buy his buckets of fucking survival food, food so. I'm, I got I'm rich. Hey, yeah, you know, so, sometimes you just... Uh, you, you like freeze-dried food, right? Yeah. And then you get a good discount. That's true. That's true. Who? Um, and, so, and you get a free bucket when you're done. I know how much you appreciate a free bucket. I love a good free bucket. Who are... Uh, first of all, I'm going to ask the tough question. Who are you oh. rooting for for the Super Bowl? Uh, Don't really. I got no you and, dog in the fight. I kind of... Both teams I, to have I, fun. I just yeah, I want both teams to have fun, uh, a good safe game, and uh, good sportsmanship. That's <laughs> what I'm I'm looking for. I don't want any of that. Um, I'm uh, yeah, I I I really am indifferent. Uh, I guess my my kids are clearly rooting for Taylor's team. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Taylor's uh, boyfriend's team, but uh, I don't know. I had him first, hey, and I have no problem because. It means I get to I got to watch an entire game last week because they two just weeks ago. clung well, yeah. to the TV two weeks ago. Well yeah. a week and a half ago. Yeah. Clung to the T V in the hopes that they would see a shot of her. No. And that means I got to watch a football game. It was amazing. I don't understand so I'll take it. um 
Like I like they cut to her, but it's like they're gonna cut to something in the crowd anyway. Who cares if it's Taylor Swift? The people who yeah. get so bent out of shape. Is someone they broke the numbers down where they went through all the games and it still only came out to actually like ninety seven seconds of her on screen. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather see Jason, of course, shirtless, guzzling on guzzle sure. a beer. Yeah, uh, that's more entertaining to me. Um, I don't. It, there was there was a time. It's not as bad now. And look, if you're gonna show her, if he scores a touchdown, you cut to her react. That makes sense. That's storytelling. Right. Um, the first few weeks, it was like, the fr- ooh, it was exhausting. right. Like, well, oh, there was a new there, toy. Was... You know, you, listen. We deal with broadcasters on the regular. Yeah. You don't think a certain gray-haired person whose show you produce yeah. wouldn't mention her every three seconds? Oh my god, because it's it's the the thing that's on the tip of your tongue. It's the story. it's the story. You don't have to do any research for it whatsoever. It's right there, and you can talk about it. And and it's exciting. Yeah. You do this and... every week, and there's nothing that changes, and this is exciting. And you might say, like, how could football not be exciting? Listen, when you do this enough, and it's your job, it, believe it or not, believe it or not, it can lose its luster. So when something like that comes along, like, if there's a celebrity at a game we do, which is never the case, I mean, Bryce Harper, for instance, Rehabs with the Iron Pigs. It was exciting. Fuck, he was, that was epic. He was playing, <laughs> so it was way easier to show him. But let's say he's just in the crowd. Anytime anything good happens, we're going to go to Rise Arbor because whether yeah. or not you like it at home, it's for us. <laughs> so yeah. deal with it. <laughs> Our own amu- we're really just entertaining ourselves. Right. We're like, there he is again. Woo. <laughs> Rise Arbor in the crowd. And it also, it goes to show how networks handle it too. Like I thought CBS did a great job. Well, um, yeah, Nance and Roma and, are fucking yeah. pros. And then, uh, of course, and then there's Fox, who, I mean, if they could have, they would have just, I'm surprised they didn't just do like a two box and just have her in the big one and then the game in the small <laughs> one and just sit on it and talk about it the whole time. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And you know, that wasn't, it's everyone always yelling, oh, the camera guys keep shooting her. The camera guys are, are doing what they're told. What they're told to shoot. And by the way, it's not some guy breaking away to shoot her. There's at least one. Probably two guys parked on that. Mm. Probably last, I guarantee you, last week. Yeah, I don't know if every game. game. I don't know every game they ever parked, but they're probably like, they're probably like, hey, let's say it's, let's say she's on game cam side, so, I don't know. She's on game cam, so they have a high, they like, the, the slash that's, like opposite caddy corner from the suite. Mm-hmm. It's like, can you get a clear shot of? But she's always dead on, so they must. You know what? You might be right. She, she's dead on, and it's one eighty, and they wouldn't use that camera to shoot anything else because it breaks. Uh, unless, it, or it could be for uh, uh, Coach ISO as well. Right, Coach but ISO. You, you break right. away from that to her, you know. or sideline. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? That's probably right. Because. Yeah, but cause... but in for the I guarantee in the Super Bowl. You will have multiple dedicated cameras. Yeah, for for different feeds, for like different like, feeds. Yeah, yeah, world feed, fucking. Uh. And, and it, so it's not the camera guy's fault, and it's not even the director's fault, because it's someone that wears a suit that looks at numbers and dollars that tells that person, put her ass on TV. It's that the executives, the producer. It's a fact that like when you're directing a game and the broadcast is referring to her. Like, it's foolish to not shoot her because the broadcast yes. is referring to her. It makes it sound a like a visual you're not paying, makes it medium. Like you're not yes. yes. So, there's a lot of things at play that isn't just like 
the camera guy or, or anything. And who, in the end, who fucking cares? But my, who I'm rooting for, I don't really rooting necessarily for the Chiefs, but you know I'm a big uh, Jason and Travis Kelsey fan since last, a year and a half ago when they started the uh, New Heights podcast. I just started listening because I like, I tertiary like Jason and sometimes Travis Kelsey. I thought they were funny whenever they did things. And I was like, oh, I'll listen. And then, you know, I, I saw this video they put out about Travis, uh, Jason doing his Christmas album. And I was fucking laughing hysterical. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's fucking. He's like, yeah, this is my favorite Christmas sweater, even though it's July. I'm wearing it. Pretty sure it's a woman's sweater, but I like it. So I'm wearing it. And I'm like, it is a, a woman's sweater, I think. And it's just they're fucking likable. And then I, I grew to like them a lot. And now they're like, you know, bigger than Jesus fucking, you know, like John Lennon said. But, um, well, they were, they were definitely bigger than him. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jason. Well, Travis too. He's six, five. Um, yeah, but uh, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of them and I like to see, I'm not necessarily an Eagles fan. I'm not necessarily a Chiefs fan, but I like my boys. So yeah, there you go. But I mean, if I had the choice between the announcers talking about her and cutting away to her or them, like every fucking Jets game. Hey, look, there's Fireman Ed. Fuck, I don't want to see him either. Right. So if you give me the choice, I'm going to go with the cute girl that sings. And not the guy that used to be, I think he was a Bills fan or Bengals fan. I don't know. I um, The, the one good thing about that I enjoy when they cut to Taylor Swift's weed is be like, that's a f- room full of famous people. How out of touch am I that I don't know any of them? So I try to be like, okay, that, let's that see. I'm like Brittany Mahomes, that doesn't count. Uh, Jason Kelsey, Donna Kelsey. I no, they all don't count. I don't not know any of these famous people. I don't know. Yeah, same thing. Like, like everyone's like, oh, Usher is the halftime. At least I know who Usher is. Yeah. Oh God. I'm go- I'm cutting this. I'm changing it to SpongeBob. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know if I can name any. Some, what, what's an Usher song? Uh, yeah. I probably know it, but I don't. Yeah. That. Yeah. 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 Oh wait, maybe that isn't his. Maybe that's Lil John. I I don't know. But no, at least don't you know that song? Like yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure he has. I know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. He was. He had songs when we were in high school. He's been around for. Yeah. For some time. Okay. That's why I know who he is. Yes, his most famous song. On Apple, according to Apple Music, yeah, it's his top song. Number two is "Come Through." I never heard of it. Three is "My Boo," <laughs> never heard of it. Four is "You Got a Bad," never heard of it. Five is "Confessions Part 2. never heard it. I'm gonna play a little bit. Yeah, I got it. What? What's? Oh yeah, I know. Isn't this an R. Kelly song? I never heard that song before. Okay, okay. I get the, I I I know the Yeah song, but I know one song. I don't know from Usher. I know from I know Oh, Nice and Slow. John this is the one that was when we were in high school. What you doing? Remember this? No. It was oh, it was played at every dance that we went to. Yeah, jump in on to put my hand in places I've never seen, girl, you know what I Yeah, mean. naughty. Nope. <laughs> I have no fuck. I don't think I've ever yeah, heard this, it before. Yeah, this is... 
You heard this at a dance. I don't know. You didn't hear this in the back. Didn't travel that much. <laughs> Parkland had a better sound system, I guess. <laughs> uh, I w- I w- we were at the uh, Fullerton. It doesn't even have a name. It just said dilapidated building in the middle of the Fullerton playground. Yeah. Uh, um. So this album. I was only ever at one school-sanctioned dance, and that was senior prom. Mm-hmm. The I, rest were technically I think not. I, sc- I went to two semi-formals, and then I went to a few Catholic school dances. Mm. But yeah, I didn't go to many. But I heard this song. I think I also heard it on Casey's Top 40. That's what I might have heard it. Wait, wait. When did that song come out? I'm looking. Looking. Okay. Where is Wikipedia Usher? Uh, Casey's Top 40. That's exactly how it went. Okay. My way. 1997. Uh, okay. Well, that's probably why. That was probably like the last I would have gone to a, a one of those dances. Because like, that was like middle school age that I was going to those. Right. I might not have heard of the dance because it's kind of like erotic. But I might have heard him on Casey's Top 40. His first oh, album okay. came out in 94, though. Jeez. Yeah. How old is this cocksucker? <laughs> By Usher. He's 45. He's all right. How does he have an album back when we were fucking kids? He's born in 78, so he's five years older than... What that one? Four years older than me. He's four years older than me. He had an album in 93 he recorded it. So in 93, I was 11. He was fucking teen. Oh, God, I'm wasting my life. Yeah, you're not fucking headlining the Super Bowl halftime show, are you? Not yet. I mean, one day you're just going to tell me that we're going to do it, and I'm going to go, no, we're not. And you go, yeah, we are. And I go, okay. <laughs> hey, guys, we're uh, Radio's podcast headlining. <laughs> we're going to do our greatest hits. We're talking about we're, yeah. we're going to talk about Land We're going to talk about Rock Donald's fucking Grand Poobah uh, meal. Yeah, and then, and then we're going to talk about the traffic on Cedar Crest Boulevard. <laughs> the uh, Whitehall Mall. The Whitehall Mall. I'll read the weather. Oh, that's real. NFL's really gonna. That's when like kid like mothers are gonna stop letting their kids play football. So it's just gonna be a few like older CTE mongoloids who are still <laughs> hanging around and who are running to each other, and we're gonna be on some fucking streaming network that we never heard of and no one's watching. Well, everyone knows watching flag football. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm Which, happy are, to do does, it. Does the rest of the world have it? Are they even gonna have a silver and bronze? For what? They're just going to give us the gold. Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, because like, they like announced that the NFL is hiring a head of like flag to run that. And then Gronk's like, I'm in. Are there tryouts? And Tyreek Hill's like, oh, this will be fun. And then the rest of the world is like, what is a football? <laughs> like football. Why is it not round? Uh, Eagles are encroaching on our fucking territory. Yeah, fucks. Fucking Brazil. Friday night. That's where we fucking do football. I don't get Brazil. Is there a, I guess there's a mar. I guess 
Did they just look? All right, what country has a lot of people? Oh, Brazil does. Oh, and it's fairly close. Let's go there. Not really close. It's actually further than Germany. Yeah, but it's closer than... I'm going, like, mass population. So, I was, like, I was picking, like, India and China. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. It's probably a time zone thing. That's what it is. Yeah, it probably is. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm replying to Brad. <laughs> he sent us a new flavor of Rockstar <laughs> Barry-Aid. Replying to friends on the red. Well, you're not. It's the message is to both of us, and I don't see you hear you oh. typing. Well, I, I wasn't in. I was. I was doing. Uh, I was catching up on some research and getting my shit together. We're trying to twist his arm to get a an Apple Watch. So yeah. on the uh, back to the I'm Stranger Things yeah. comments, uh, I got a few. Um, uh, Comments. Heather Spawn, good friend of the show, commented, Laura shudders chips with the heart emoji. She must heart face emoji. Um, Lauren Zobin said, Stranger Things, the retirement years, commenting on how they're all fucking like older than us now. Uh, Oakwood Cemetery, good guy, said, PA is the land of snacks. Sure is. He's, I think, Pittsburgh. Uh, Ferris Print, uh, another extremely talented artist. I'm probably in the minority here, but I actually like good and plenties. You are, sir. Licorice is black or licorice is disgusting. Joe Brewer, great friend. Hopefully the lunch lady will share her opinions on these series. Or maybe <laughs> she'll just share stories of squeezers wieners. And then <laughs> the nostalgic addict, uh, out there in Seattle said Seattle. I think he's in Washington or Oregon. He's up in the Pacific Northwest. It's I mean, it's only a matter of time before it's the same state. Yeah. He said California. Says, I read the last part in your Alex Jones impression. Okay. I'm like, well, that's that's the way you're supposed to read it. It's the way it was meant to be read. I'm going to fix this right here. I'm going to fix it that she's from Reading. How did I fucking miss? Taylor Swift is also Reading. It's also from. No, she's not technically from Reading. Some people would argue that. Shillington, it's Reading. Yeah, it's Reading. Well, I don't. I'm not from Allentown. I'm from South Weddell Township, but it's Allentown. <laughs> yeah. It, my mailing address is Allentown. I bet hers was Reading. Yeah, I mean, I'm from Mukunji, but if I'm from like out of town in a way, and people ask, like, "Oh, we're from Mukunji," and stand there and stare at them, expecting you to know where that is. You're actually from Whitehall, Fullerton. Actually, <laughs> there you go. You're Fullerton, but it's Whitehall. Well, yeah, and it's pretty much Allentown. It's just pretty much Allentown. You're closer to Allentown in Fullerton than uh, I am in South Whitehall, but I had an Allentown mailing address, and you had a well, Whitehall there, one, There's right? a very thin body of water that separated us. Mm. Yes, very thin. Uh, so anyway, we could start our chocolate show. This We have more. Um, this is two, It's going to be a two-Valentine Day show. Uh, we could have I mean it's chocolate could uh, go it's it fits in two categories I say it's because it's Valentine's Day and Super Bowl because there's a lot of junk food associated with the Super Bowl you eat it oh, you should see my shopping list for this weekend right you eat it you eat a lot of junk food and you get advertised by a lot of junk food mm-hmm. so uh, and you, you know Former President Donald Trump's now saying that we should drink Bud Light again, everybody. <laughs> Did you see that? 
No, oh, did he pick up a sponsorship or something? He must or have. Or? I don't. I, uh, rumor has it they're throwing him a fundraiser. Anheuser Busch. We gotta stop. Anheuser Bud Light is good beer. That beautiful beer. They made a very grave mistake. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm gonna lose my voice. <laughs> Alex Jones <laughs> took too much out of me. But I wonder if he's gonna be in the fucking Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> but like going completely the other way. <laughs> We realize that people who, you know, would care uh, that we, you know, actually care about people don't drink Bud Light. But people who don't care that we care about people. Well, if you drink Bud Light, you don't care about yourself. Do drink Bud Light. So, fuck, man. Double on down. Kid Rock and Donald Trump in the commercial on the Super Bowl. Kid Rock just shoot machine guns that yeah. fire little American flags. Right. Fucking. Uh, and then, then of course, the regular Budweiser horse commercial or like the dog commercial. Yeah. Uh, I, I say bring back the Bud Ice commercials, Penguin. Doobie doobie doo. You, you said it the other day, and now uh, I can't not stop doing a doobie doobie doo. Doobie doobie doo. Oh, that was one of my dad's little quirks, and it would drive me mad when he would do it. <laughs> Like he would just like you're trying to talk to him and he'd just like he would like this is start going, but he'd just be like <laughs> doobie doobie doo like I I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Like oh okay. You haunt me, my friend. Everywhere I go, you're there. Kiev, Buenos Aires, Budapest. But not this time. I'd love I'd drink bad ice if they're penguins. <laughs> this is the first one I think. <laughs> Drink bud ice, but uh, beware the pink. Oh, those are so great. Oh, <laughs> uh, that we're I, like I want to go have a bud ice now, even though it's like the worst bud that you could probably get. I want one. Just instantly, just dr drinking a headache. Mark marketing works on me. <laughs> want the penguin. Nope, Jake's watching Rawls Wars. Uh, anyway, let's. Uh, we're talking chocolate. Um, and you actually get the first round of picks Ooh, fun. today. So here is Squeezer's first chocolate pick. There was the bunny, mixing up pretty quick. The magic leader in the laboratory the mad Dr. Foolish, who's turning the world's chocolate to Brussels sprouts. We have to stop him. I'll distract him with some quick. And I'll unplug his machine. Chocolatey quick? Ah, chocolatey quick. Hey, machine! Sure pulled the plug on this one. <laughs> Katie, lights out already? Almost. Nestle quick. It's magic in the making. In hindsight, she should have let that mad scientist make those Brussels sprouts for us. Fuck yeah. 
Now I'm like, yeah, Brussels sprouts aren't that bad. Yeah, I mean, when you cover them in bacon fat, they're not sure. bad. Yeah, but I or mean, just, for I mean, for America's overall health. Oh, for overall health. Yeah. yeah. Or you just a little olive oil and just grill the living shit out of them until they're charred, then they're good. But mm. pretty much anything's good that way, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I do like me some uh, 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 some good old. Uh, chocolate milk preferably nestle quick i did not like see we milk. were a hershey's syrup household oh see i was not see that's what i was gonna ask were you a, a syrup or a powder household? hershey's in particular hershey's syrup uh and i wanted the anthropomorphized bunny they made like a brown bunny syrup container yes Oh, it's the best. And and a strawberry one too. They're yeah, good. yeah, but Hershey's also made strawberry syrup, so we weren't mm, getting sure. that. I am well, that's impressive. With the actual brand named Hershey. What my family? Yeah. Then my mom didn't buy knockoff shit often. Okay. She was a brand whore. Oh. We were we oh, we were knockoff all the way. But no. so I'm surprised when we got when we got quit we Definitely were uh, a Nestle quick. My mom would clip coupons, though. She would sit mm. there on the floor of our living room with all the fucking flat circulars flying out, and she would clip. And checking out at the supermarket was like a... It, it was like negotiations at fucking Warsaw. Uh, I mean, yep. Jesus Christ. The envelope. The envelope that looked like a gangster's fucking payoff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like Henry's wedding. Right. <laughs> But it's full of coupons, so it's uh, so it's like uh, time to check out. Like uh, half hour experience here, so it's check out. Jeffrey's down at the end bagging oh, 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 paper only, um, <laughs> and of course then they switched to plastic because paper bags were destroying the rainforest, and now we're full circle. <laughs> yep, <laughs> back to paper. But so he's bagging with paper bags because there's no plastic bag, really no plastic back then. It was pretty much all mm-hmm. paper. Bagging the groceries, um, and uh, my mom's every time something scans that she has a coupon for, she gets the coupon out. And then the lady has to scan like four hundred coupons, and you see though, you see like the bill for like three hundred dollars work its way down to like eighty seven. And you're like, what the fuck? What happened to that? Like, uh. Well, a lot of them, like, your discount just comes off of, like, the club card now. You don't even need the... Not unless you're at Wegmans. Coupon. <laughs> unless you're at Wegmans, yeah. It's like, scan your um, card to see if you're a discount. Beep. And it adds, like, 40 bucks to your thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I never, no. I never, until they start the, the putting their cheese and steaks and beer on that, I'm really not gonna... Until they start putting anything on that, there's nothing. <laughs> well, to be fair, I would argue, though, that they're... Prices on right. their yeah, they keep their are actually cheaper. They than... keep their so at Weiss, if you don't have a club card, you're gonna like miss out on like twenty dollars of savings. But yeah. like Wegmans, you just won't spend that money. Yeah. Yeah. So that that is to be fair. To be fair. Um but yeah, and I, I prefer it like they don't use it anymore, but I do I like the old school tin with the circle little pop top in yeah, the middle. Yeah, to pry it off with a screwdriver. Yeah, to pry it off, and then you can barely get a spoon in there. And it's made in a way that you can never actually get the very last of the quick out. Mm, that's how like they get you. Like, it would never get out to the, like... But I feel like those tins of quick were, like, family heirlooms that were passed down from generations. <laughs> <laughs> 
they lasted forever. Yeah. They you have that the pitting and corrosion. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, they did. Yeah, but you, they, yeah. You'd, you'd still if you want chocolate milk and you're at your fucking aunt's house, she's gonna fucking pry that rusty fucking top off and mix some thirty year old quick mix into your fucking milk. I could still hear and feel the the sm- the light grinding sound because you get a couple of the uh, the powder granules in there, so you hear that crunch. Uh, you're, you're prying the lid off and back on. Yeah, that's why. That's why syrup is just the fucking dead winner. See, I don't. It's a it's a texture thing to me. I notice it. I, I like it, it's the powder. I feel gives it a lighter because it doesn't introduce a a thickening agent. Yeah, so, yes, it does. It's in a powder form. You think cornstarch isn't a thickening agent? Fair enough. But it <laughs> blend, I feel like it blends better. I, I'm just, I feel like the syrup blends better. I don't. I always. I've never had the the smudgy syrup stain at the bottom. That's the best though. Powder. Then you pull it out with the spoon and eat it. No, no, no. It's too rich for my liking. Mm. I like it nice and thin. And I would, I would actually do less than suggested because I would like just a hint of it. Okay. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, uh, I did grow up on uh, copious amounts of juicy juice. So I was already accustomed to water down goods. That's why mm. I will even like water down my orange juice. Mm. It's I just too acidic for me. I don't like. I don't drink any <laughs> anything. If there's sugar in it, it's a waste of my time. Yeah. Don't even. I, I I try not to, but sometimes it's just with a nice glass of watered down orange juice in the morning. Are you? Yeah, I was surprised. You bought a. We were at uh, Cali Burrito, and you bought a, a a full sugar iced tea. I was feeling it. Yeah, I'm just, a good walk in I here. A never see you drink iced tea and B full sugar. I was like, oh fuck. I, I love me. I if I could, I would if they had like an unsweetened, I would have gotten it. But I like me a good unsweetened iced tea with a shit basically like three whole lemons in it. Hmm. Um that's what I look forward to this summer. We just make one giant pitcher of iced tea and it just sits in the fridge. Uh, and I down it in a day. My mom used to make sun foams. tea. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that, apparently. Why? I was looking into uh, botulism, I guess. Botulism? Yeah, apparently. I don't know. Sun. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a real real issue, but I'm sure it happened once because someone like, oh, we'll just put some raw steak in our sun tea and all of a sudden people are getting sick. How to make it safely. I mean, how could you get botulism? The sun has UV that kills every fucking germ. I don't know. Hmm. Is sun tea dangerous? A field test. It is Reddit, so. Oh, oh. So it's got to be true. (sighs) Yeah. But yeah, that bunny was pretty sweet, though. We would get it from time to time. But yeah, I was always powder and quick, and I was yeah, I was not a fan of, of uh, the Hershey's. We never had quick, always Hershey's. Just maybe it's like that was one of her little like gimmies. Like here, I'll buy into the marketing on this. Have the damn rabbit. <laughs> Jake must be listening because he texted me. If Squeezer was in the FBI, he'd be a thickening agent. And then, <laughs> Well, see, he didn't think it was good. He gave the little hand motion jib after it. <laughs> Squeezer's just happy someone's talking about him and listening. I am. Um, <laughs> uh, he, hit, he hit me hard again today, and it was fucking... 
But you said we have to do it. Keep you on your toes. I know. Well, then he then he made fun of me further, going then he doing an impression of me saying that keep it up, guys. I need to do it. And something along the lines of it's gonna keep going on. Uh, I'll do young squeeze. Yeah, keep it up, guys. I need the encouragement to lose weight. Kumbaya. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, we're still in your first pick, right? Yeah, but, yeah, we can. What are you four hours into the show already? Yeah, move on. We all agree. <laughs> powdered quick is the shit. Well, we don't. Can. We'll agree to disagree. Yeah. Did Hers Did Hershey's come in a can in a tin too? Like that similar? The, like the baking Hershey's did. I think it might still might actually. Yeah, it, no, it's like cardboard now, but it came. It did come in a tin. Uh, but it wasn't a pop top. It had like a, a just a peel back top, like um, oh. like a like ro- plastic lid. Yeah, like a romantic coffee wood. Oh, nice. Uh, but um, yeah, we never had that. It was always the syrup. Syrup, gotcha. All right, here is my first chocolate pick. Want to see some pudding? How can it be? I can't believe my eyes. New pudding roll up. Pudding in the New Betty Crocker pudding roll-ups in milk chocolate, chocolate fudge, or butterscotch. Real pudding in disguise. New pudding Ah, uh, pudding roll-ups. These didn't last long, but we had them. I, I think my dad really liked them. Because I didn't particularly care for them that much. <laughs> um, they came out in the uh, fall of 87. So we probably had them somewhere between then and when they were discontinued uh, a year later. Um, and it was Betty Crocker was the, the brand. Uh, and they had fruit roll-ups. And they were huge in 1983. They came out and all the, all the rage squeezer. Um, mm-hmm. and they say, well, why not pudding? And I think George Costanza had this idea, but it was later the pudding skin singles. Um, it was in the episode where the blood episode where Kramer gives Jerry his blood and then he winds up getting it from Newman and they're making the sausage uh, and Mandelbaum's in it. Mandelbaum, Mandelbaum, because he's training him. And Kramer puts blood in his sob engine. I know I'm a very <laughs> particular type of mind that could recall all those details about a show that aired <sighs> almost 25 years ago, but a little longer. But there we go. That's me. So um, the fruit roll up was big and. They came out with three flavors, butterscotch, chocolate fudge, and milk chocolate. I don't know what the difference between chocolate fudge and milk chocolate are, but they're they're there. Um, and yeah, why uh, why have a pudding, pudding snacks, snack pack when you could have a pudding roll-up? And uh, Seth Green's in the commercials, one of the kids in the, singing the little pudding roll-up sign. Oh, cute. Yeah. Is that like his first gimmick? He did a lot of young childhood acting. Mm. Yeah. Let's see if I recognize him as a youngster. 
So it was Betty Crocker's pitch was um it, and it was a still it was exactly like a fruit roll up. It was a paper wrapper. You ripped it open. It was attached to cellophane, and it was like a just a chew, a, like a a pudding chew. Um, and then they said real pudding rolled into a great tasting new snack. How do you make creamy pudding into a chewy snack roll? That's the Betty Crocker secret, but it's no secret how delicious new pudding roll-ups taste. That's because every milk chocolate, chocolate fudge, and butterscotch pudding roll-up starts with real pudding. And real pudding makes wonderfully rich, full of made-with-milk wholesome goodness. Fun, full of fun, too. Pudding roll-ups are individually wrapped. Tear and share pudding snacks the whole family can enjoy anywhere. Didn't it just kind of come from they noticed the scraps coming off of the line and like, hey, we could sell these? You know what? I don't know that for sure because it's probably some sick, disgusting al- amalgamation <laughs> uh, of chemicals to to make it chewy. Sure. But... But, but the inspiration, I'm sure, came from they, they saw... Well, it, it would have been from fruit roll-ups first, but... Right. Like a sticky note. I mean, fruit roll-ups are still a thing. They're not as big as they used to be, but... Yeah. Well, that's because, like, you got to put healthy shit in kids' lunches now. Also, shrinkflation, they call it. Instead of charging more, they just shrink the product. Give you yeah. less. That, that's what did Dickies in. Fuckers. Shrinkflation. Yep. Anyway, pudding roll-ups, my first pick from chocolate. Squeezer, here's your next. Mr. Hershey built his factory here for one very important reason. And that reason is the pasture's full of cows. It's provide one of the most important ingredients required to make Hershey's milk chocolate. All right. Thanks, but we'll take it from here. But I was just about to tell you. Uh-huh. It's all about the milk. <laughs> Well, that's true. Here at Hershey, it really is all about the milk. In fact, it's the milk that gives Hershey's chocolate its unique taste. And better to tell you all about it than our official welcoming committee. <laughs> As you'll see, it's all about the milk. Chocolate is the treat. Hershey's milk chocolate is the What fuck am we listening to? I it's thought this was a Family Guy sketch. Song ever? No, this is the real deal, man. <coughs> the if real deal of what? The, if you would have gone on the Chocolate World ride prior to them bastardizing it in 2016, uh, this is what you would have heard and have stuck in your head for the rest of your trip. We only went to Hershey Park during Christmas when I was kids. No, well, you could have gone on this. It was open. Mm, we might have. I don't remember though. It's, I, it we, was free. Yeah, we probably did. Uh, was there a yeah, Christmas it, version of it? No, no, it was just because this was in the store, not in the park. Yeah, I don't know if we went. To st- we went and did they? They used to do. I just remember Christmas animatronics at Hershey Park when I was a kid. Yes, they did. Still do. They still do. Okay. Yeah, and like all the big light show and stuff like that. Yeah, they didn't have as much as that, like that that lights in the parkway deal they do. We just go would go down there and and once or twice we went down and saw that animatronic show but i don't re- ever remember seeing a a hershey's how chocolate was made show i know it's jake been, and dougie go on a romantic ride on the hershey's chocolate show every year 
But yeah. So they would know. He would know then that they've updated it since. Uh, there's multiple new cows. They changed the song to something about how chocolate makes the world full of love or some bullshit like that. I think that was Coke's gimmick. Yeah, well, they basically ripped that off. I like to uh, buy the world of Coke. Then they added... Uh, uh, and then, of course, they have to have TV screens with the character, Hershey characters on, talk to you instead of good old animatronics. Well, it's cheaper. You know, it's cheaper. But it's fucking lame. You know what, then? I'll just watch it at home. How's it any different than watching it on YouTube? Ugh. Anywho. Uh, yeah, it's a dark ride that... It, it's well, okay, here we go. You are uh, spending a, a good a pretty penny, $25 or more, to go watch Dune 2 on a big screen when you could just watch it at home. I don't have a fucking 70 millimeter <laughs> IMAX. In just saying. They have something you can't get at home. So they can make you, they don't even charge you. They're letting you watch it there. Unless they do charge you now for it. No. And you get a free piece of chocolate on the way out. What kind of piece of chocolate? Usually it's whatever the newest thing they're pushing is. They'll have a sample to get. Oh. Yeah. So the last time I was there, it was like the strawberry Hershey kisses that are like filled with whatever. Oh. And I was like, ugh. They're, they're good at one or two, but by the time you get to 78, it tastes all the same. Um, I'm implying that I ate the entire bag on the way home. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, we would go on it all the time because we would go with uh, Mrs. Squeezer's family and, and it was like our go-to thing, just go on the ride then. It was the same ride over and over again. I haven't been on a new one, so I could tell you the last time I was on it was probably 2015. <laughs> uh, since then, they updated because I hadn't been on I had to watch the video of the new one. Um, but yeah, you, you initially get to go through the little farm and the cows sing to you. And such a catchy, fun song. And then you go through the factory, and it's all like, uh, you, it's not a real factory. It's all like, no. Based. It looks like, well, I'm saying they didn't even make it look real. It's very <laughs> Willa, Willy Wonka ish. Does it look like a shit factory? It's a shit plant. Shit yeah. plant. <laughs> shit plant. I forgot. Yeah. Shit. I'm like, <laughs> it's a beautiful shot. You got a little creek there. You got the smokestacks. You got the sun setting behind it. Looks like a shit plant. Yeah. Hey, guys, go out and shoot B-roll of Hershey and bring it back. Hey, don't show anything of Hershey because they're not fucking paying us. <laughs> oh, so, man. Like, so, like, the, the, the tradition, like, the, the infamous, like, you go to Hershey and, like, all the street lamps are, like, Hershey kisses. Mm -hmm. And it's Hershey stuff everywhere. And you watch any sporting event, if it was there... Like on ESPN or Fox or CBS, they would show all that stuff. Oh, look, there's the trolley. Oh, there's the, there's the the kissing tower or whatever. Mm. Couldn't show that because they weren't writing him a fucking check. He is a fucking idiot. Yeah, but they wouldn't write him a check. They'd write PCN a check. And I know that, but he was a delusional asshole. Yeah, I know. I don't know why. Why am I telling you this? Yeah. Um. Anywho, you go on the ride, and uh, the coolest part though is when you go through the roaster. Oh. And they'd have, like, these little flame effects over this barrel, and then they'd blow heat on you so, like, you were being roasted. Ooh, that'd be my favorite part. Yeah, that was fun. Oh, yeah, you would have loved it. And then they pumped the smell in, so it smells, like, all different. Like, you go from, like, you smell the roasting to you smell, like, the chocolate. Uh, it's it's delicious. There's actually—so, it originally—I'm not going to go, like, full-blown history thing, 
but it opened in 1973 and it had a couple like updated incarnations so in the biggest one recently being in 2016 but it was made by uh arrow development which was the company that disney brought in to basically open their park hmm. like they did the mad tea party and mr toad's wild ride dumbo's what's Elephants, the mad tea party the teacups oh yeah oh. that's not as cool as i thought that sounded really but, cool. I mean, like, but in, in, in like 1960-something, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, but then they also did, like, uh, they, they built Small World, Pirates of the Caribbean, and all that shit. Haunted Mansion. So When it breaks down, the pirates don't eat. The tourists. The tourists, that's what it was. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Hershey's like, fuck, we're getting these guys. So you you could see like there are there's definitely vibes of like old school Disney in it um, since they're responsible for making all those like classic rides. Hershey uh, spared no expense uh, when it came to that it's ride. The voice of Richard Kiley. No, spared no expense. Spared no expense. The most the most exciting part is when you actually get on the car because you're on this like rotating carousel floor moving one, like you step off an escalator onto a moving floor and then have to step from the moving floor onto a car that's moving in opposite direction. And I don't know how more people uh, don't die in the process. The worst is uh, uh, when someone in a wheelchair decides they (laughs) want to have fun. They got to stop the whole ride, wait for the special car to come up, wheel their ass on the special car. Then they can start the ride back up again. You're like, why aren't we moving? It's a constant, well, honey, because this person whose legs don't work has to feel like they're entitled to go on a fucking <laughs> ride. Well, I mean, I I would be careful because if you don't stay on your diet, you're going to get on a Razzie and need that special <laughs> car one day. And then you'll have to explain to your grandkid why you're, they're waiting. Well, daddy's legs work. <laughs> he's too much of a lard ass to fit in the normal car. If they had to stop that ride to get let everyone with one toe on, they Never be gone. I wash my back with a rag on a stick. (laughs) (laughs) When I grow up, I want to be a lard ass just like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. What else you got on the Hershey ride? Uh, it, it, hey, it's free and you get free stuff. And then, (coughs) I mean, to be fair, it is in the store. But it dumps you out right at all the merchandise again. So well, yeah. you can Duh. go buy all the good stuff. But, I mean, it, you walk through it to get to the ride um, and then dumps you right back out. Now they e- added even more. There's all kinds of different activities, 3D movies, hmm. make your own Hershey shit. So hmm. I saw something that might – I'm sure it's there. But this is from the Hershey's in either New York or um, Las Vegas about making your own uh, Reese's peanut butter giant cup. So the, it's yes. like it's like a pie liner that's the shell, and then they take like a fucking three pounds of their peanut butter goo, and they'll mix in whatever mixins you want: potato chips, pretzels, the Reese's mixins. puffs, the mixins, and then they 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 mix it all up like it's Cold Stone Creamery, pile it in mm. that that fucking like eight inch shell, and then like drizzle toppings on it and fucking sprinkles and chocolate chips. And then put the fucking top on it. That sounds pretty amazing. 
Yeah, it's it's like yeah, that's that's gonna get you one step closer to yeah. losing your foot and <laughs> taking a Razzie. Fortunately, I it, it, there's two things working against it that save me. It's I've seen the line for it and it's insane, and it's expensive as shit. Oh, and the know, like the Hirsch, the 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 custom Reese's. Yeah, I would just I'm like sure. pop that top off and take take my hand in there and scoop out the goo and just eat that shit and then die in a diabetic coma in the alley oh. of a fucking backwoods Hershey. See, I I would think like I would have done the Reese's puffs in it, but I actually got those while we were there. We got a bag like the minis with the puffs inside. I never had the, them. Are they good? It 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 no. It, it, you don't really notice a difference. There's a, a very mild crunch, but there's not enough like separation of flavors and textures for it to oh, really make a difference. It's only fourteen ninety five. Yeah, it's a small fortune. Wait, but when you got when you what? have to get four of them. <laughs> uh, so guests start with the larger than life empty chocolate cup and are given a chance to add up to ten mixins, mixins, mixins. Of their choice, selections of Reese's Pieces, Marshmallow, Pretzel Bits, Chocolate Drizzle, Rainbow Sprinkles, or even smaller Reese's Cups. <laughs> That's awesome. God damn. Oh, can we do this? Uh, you got to send me out there. I mean, it, it is only like an hour away. Oh, now it's now inflation. Now it's 1995. See? Yeah, Stuff Your Cup, it's called. It's 30 minutes Advanced reservation ticket price purchase not required. What takes thirty minutes? Well, because there's always gonna be that one person that's like who can't figure out what fixins. Uh, I beg, listen. Like watch it. It's like watching old person try to order at Wawa. It's like, excuse me, can I get a hoagie? They're like, yeah, touch the screen. Huh? And then they have to come out, walk around. Ugh, fucking old people and people. Oh, old people in wheelchairs. So they're um, these are the 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 mix-ins: Reese's Puff cereal, Reese's peanut butter cups, Reese's pieces, Reese's all natural peanut butter, <coughs> Hershey's chocolate syrup, syrup, Hershey's caramel syrup, Hershey's ETS. What's that? Hersheyettes. Oh, uh, Nabisco Oreo cookie crumbs, which are yeah Oreos, brownies chopped. Hershey's mini semi-sweet chips, Jet Puff mini marshmallows, Pascazzi marshmallows, which seem to be like uh, Pascaz. Maybe those are like cereal marshmallows. Oh, like the ones that come in the uh, hot chocolate. Yeah, those are those are like the different color marshmallows. It looks like I'm googling rainbow sprinkles pretzels. Hershey, Hershey white cream chips, chopped peanuts, bacon bits, Ooh. and rigid potato chips. Oh man, what would your ten fixins be? Oh, there's bacon involved. Um, I would definitely just for, I would have to put Reese's cups in it. Just I, for I, the I, I, ironic. Just, yeah, the the irony of it. Irony. Yeah, I would, I, I think I would just double down on all the Reese's. I would do Reese's, Reese's pieces, and Reese's then, pieces, sure. and then rigid potato chips, because that just sounds good. That does sound good. I would do that too. That, all that extra salt in there. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Number one, Reese's Pieces. Two, potato chips. Three, Reese's Pieces. Four, potato chips. Five, Reese's Pieces. Six, potato <laughs> chips. Seven, Reese's Pieces. Six, potato chips. Eight, potato chips. Sorry, I don't know how to count. I don't know, maybe some bacon. Hmm. Chocolate. Yeah, I, w- I would have to, like, can I get a sample? Like, oh, You want to sample all the fixings? What, what's this taste like with bacon, please? <laughs> yeah, mix me up a mini one with bacon just so I could see it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I, uh, I think I want to do this and, and, and get a big fucking cup of diabetes. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, that's going to be a few walks. Yeah. Oh, there's a experience the Hershey Chocolate World Tour is down here. Launch virtual. There's a virtual tour and there's a download map PDF. Yeah, so there's a, there's a lot what you can do. Can do map. Uh, before, well, next time we go down, we're going to stuff our cup. We're gonna, if we have okay. time. We probably won't. We'll never do it, but... <laughs> Maybe I'll drag Munch and Fulkerson to the one in fucking Vegas and do it there. Oh, they have one there? Yeah. They have a Hershey World. Hmm. Stuff your coat. All right. Uh, all the fixins. All them fixins. All right, here is my uh, second pick. Sometimes I wonder if I'm getting through to them. Brian, am I getting through to you? <laughs> the only things that matter to them are... Godzilla, basketball, and chocolate. Not that I have anything against Godzilla or basketball. Or chocolate. I drink Yoo-Hoo. It's a delicious chocolate snack with vitamins and minerals. Ready, go! It's one thing we have in common. The only thing. Yoo-Hoo, the cool way to do chocolate. (laughs) How do you do chocolate, Squeezer? How do you... (laughs) The cool... Uh, Did you hear the end? The cool way to do chocolate. The cool way to do chocolate. I wish I was. I was so wanted to be cool. (laughs) Just kids like in this part right here. Um... Ready, go. It was straight out of the Poochie fucking show. It goes. They're in. (laughs) They're in color, and they go ready, go, and then it cuts to black and white, and a a handheld camera moving back and forth with as the kids are chugging their fucking yoo-hoo. Uh, obviously, I'm talking about <clears throat> Yoo-Hoo. I loved you drink Yoo-Hoo as a kid, right? Uh, from time to time. We had it in juice boxes all the fucking time, and occasionally we'd buy it in the glass bottles back at the Texaco. Ooh, fan- yeah, I liked it in the glass bottles. Oh yeah, it was fancy. Never. I mean, now I see it in cans, but I don't remember really seeing it in cans. Um, but, uh, yeah, Yoohoo was developed in 1928 and it's currently owned and manufactured by Keurig Dr. Pepper. I don't know how Keurig's in, in um, it, uh, was created by Natalie Oliverieri in Garfield, New Jersey. And he was bought. They, they or she, I was bottling carbonated fruit drinks, and um, I really don't know what YooHoo is. It's just chocolate water, essentially. It's not chocolate milk. No. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, mm. yeah, I mean, I fucking loved you. I mean, so I I didn't. You didn't. I had it from time to time, but I was I was a chocolate like if I could, I would have chocolate milk. So Natal Olivero is a man, and he sold fruit drinks with his wife in the 1920s under the name True Fruit. Like any savvy business savvy business owner. Olivier decided to expand the line of products he was selling at the time. The idea was to sell a chocolate-flavored drink to diversify its offering to customers. There's one big problem. Unlike fruit juice, which could be shelf-stable for long stretches of time, a chocolate drink would likely spoil. We'll talk more on that later. Uh, with a later pick. The solution came from a process Olivier's wife perfected when jarring tomato juice. It involved boiling the tomatoes prior to sealing them airtight as boiling kills any bacteria that would otherwise spoil the beverage. Olivier applied the same technique to his new chocolate beverage, and it worked. The next step would be to bring the drink to stores and see how it preferred the customers. Uh, is, is like so back in the twenties though? How did they they just they boiled it, put it on the shelf for a year, and then just gave it to some kid and see if he just started hurling? <laughs> I guess I don't know. No one's died. It worked, I guess. So. They came up with the name Yoohoo to differentiate it from the True Fruit brand, as he did not think the chocolate beverage itself is associated with fruit. Um, Yoohoo continued strongly to represent the state of New Jersey when another Jersey-born icon, baseball superstar Yogi Bear, was featured in one of the drinks ad campaigns. The slogan "Me He for Yoohoo" quickly became synonymous with the chocolate beverage. No, it's not really chocolate milk. If you ever bought Yoohoo at your local grocery store, you may have noticed it can sit in the shelf unrefrigerated. This may lead you to ask, is Yoohoo actually chocolate milk? The quick and simple answer is no. From the very beginning, Yoohoo branded itself as a chocolate-flavored drink. There's not a trace of milk found in the, the drink at all. Huh. It's uh, water, high-fructose corn syrup, and cocoa. Hmm. You'll find there's also whey, a byproduct of dairy production, as well as non-fat dry milk. <clears throat> so it's not completely dairy-free. Hmm. And it's definitely not healthy for you. A lot of sugar. <clears throat> Yoo-hoo. Um, so we drank Yoo-hoo in juice boxes. Um, and there was, I think there was like a strawberry Yoo-hoo when I was a kid too. I don't know if I have it now. But uh, there's definitely other flavors. What's it say flavors? Um... Yeah, I remember the strawberry. Yoohoo began introducing new flavors to its lineup in 95, including chocolate coconut, chocolate mint, chocolate banana, and chocolate strawberry. Other Yoohoo flavors included vanilla, strawberry, cookies and cream, chocolate peanut butter, and chocolate caramel. The double fudge, banana, and island coconut flavors were discontinued. Now, there's definitely strawberry Yoohoo when I was a kid. I didn't like it, though. It was kind of gross. I still saw Yoohoo. Yoohoo is still... A drink, but as a kid, man, I fucking love you. Mm. All right, uh, squeezer's third pick. We understand, Homer. <coughs> After all, we are from the land of chocolate. Mmm, the land of chocolate.
That was 10 minutes ago. Uh, the, the Land of Chocolate. First seen in uh, Season 3, Episode 11. Uh, Burns' Verkaufen der Kraftwerk. Uh, it's when Mr. Burns sells the uh, power plant to German investors. Right. And they're interviewing Homer, trying to see if he should keep his job, and he can't answer any questions regarding how you know anything goes, so he gets laid off anyway. But, as they say, Land of Chocolate, yes, he has his uh, daydream uh, about the Land of Chocolate. And the best part about it, it the, it's the frolic. Yeah. The, 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 fro <laughs> the way, like, just they drew him, the way he's in it. The, the frolicking through the Land of Chocolate and it, uh, his, like, the little, like, rolling his hands, like, in that, that, that. It was similar to when he was in Flushing Meadows. Yeah. The toilets. Yeah, the toilets. Flushing meadows. Um, and, uh, and he does a little, uh, how would I say, like, uh, he does a little tiptoe. Like, every, all, just his little, like, dance. It's like every celebratory walk you can imagine. It's just perfectly done as he walks through the land of chocolate. Um, to the, the, the tune of uh, uh, the land of chocolate. Uh, composed by Alf Clausen. Um, it just it was so perfectly scored, too. Um, and then the, the, the final gag, the, the biting of the chocolate dog is, of course, hysterical and the little yelp. Um, and he's, like, taking bites of, like, lampposts and mailboxes. But then the, the gag of him being excited because there's a chocolate store and chocolate in the chocolate store <laughs> is half price it's <laughs> the best part <laughs> and i don't know as a kid i found it as funny like i didn't get it like i like the dog bit but like it, it didn't register because as a kid like you're not i'm not responsible for buying my own chocolate at that point um but now it's just hysterical and then of course the realization and that it, it was homer was sitting there doing that for 10 minutes <laughs> uh, makes it all the better. Too. That was ten years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, it makes another reappearance in uh, one of the clip shows. Which one was the one where Homer? Uh, Homer's heart suffers a triple bypass. No, it's the one where Bart uh, he gets hurt, and I think he's gonna die. Oh, uh, it was one of those, and he has a flashback to it. Hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yep. Land, I, immediately, it just kind of clicked in my head. I'm like, oh, I need a chocolate thing. And it, it wasn't on your list. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to go to Land of Chocolate. And, uh, yes, it's, I mean, it's season three. This is where it started, things starting to kick in the gear with the silliness. And we're starting to, Homer's becoming his own thing. And, yeah. Frolicking Homer in a land of chocolate is hysterical. Frolicking Homer in the land of yeah, chocolate. Yeah. I think it's the redeem. Like, the rest of the episode is kind of meh. It's not great. It's also kind of Mr. Burns centric in a way. But uh, the, the this little, like, one minute segment, like, just elevates the entire episode. 
I, I agree. This go, we're going from one Fox animation to another with my next hmm. pick. I was just wondering if you'd be my date to Joseph's party. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. Come on, it'll be fun. Please, 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 Connie, don't hang up. I've got your favorite chocolates right here, assorted, the ones you love so much. Why can you love me the way you love these assorted chocolates? <laughs> I'm sweet on you, Connie. <laughs> Connie, I'm your little candy man. <laughs> no! And the push to... He takes the chocolate and melts in his hand and melts a heart over his chest and then pushes it against the glass, then falls down and the camera pushes to the heart on the glass. <clears throat> Great episode. A little context, the episode before. Now, I'm going to tell you, I have no notes pulled up. I have no Wikipedia pages. I have no any Wiki King of the Hill pages pulled up. This is all coming straight from the dome. The episode prior to this was called Father of the Bribe. Um, it starts with, uh, uh, Bobby and, um, Connie holding hands and getting yelled at by a teacher. Nope. ADA. So they're like, uh, he, they're frustrated. They can't hold hands or show their love. <clears throat> and at home, obviously Con hates Bobby. Uh, and she has a slumber party and, um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm losing my voice. Hmm. Um, She's worried about uh, fat. He's, uh, um, she's trying to study, and Bobby comes over with his Game Boy, and she's playing Game Boy instead of doing playing her violin and because she's playing music, and then it cuts to something else. He runs in chasing Bobby with a uh, a, a golf club, and uh, Hank stops him, and he's like, I wouldn't let you use that non-regulation putter on the golf course, and I'm certainly not going to let you hit my boy with it. Uh, so they... Uh, they're worried about Connie being with Bobby and Con, Con drops a great line. What happens when Bobby doesn't get promotion at Dart Factory? <laughs> <laughs> so he decides to pay Bobby off $300 to dump Connie. And Bobby initially turns him down and tells Connie. And then Connie says to take it. And she's going to pretend like Bobby dumped her and her grades are sliding. Meanwhile, they'll take the money. They'll get a shady hotel room and they'll lay on each other on the, <clears throat> the two beds. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. I'm going to pop myself Poor down. Gravelly boy. Yeah. Oh boy, sorry. I had, to be, I had to do big clear there. So they're oh, gonna hold hands. Kind of. I wish there was a director's cut that we could hear that. Meanwhile, Connie starts saying that she, she's doing worse in school because Bobby broke up with her to make her parents feel bad, and she gets put in like remedial science with Bobby. Who then they're teaching her to clean an ear, and she writes Bobby a note that says, "I'm so bored, I can kill myself." The school, obviously, we talked about this the other day, thinks she's actually gonna kill herself. So Con and Min think it's their fault. So they start planning all these dates and forcing Bobby and uh, Connie to be together, which causes them to can't stand each other and they break up. So they're broken up. All right. Cut to the Valentine's Day episode. This is the next episode. It starts where they do this carnation thing at school where the girls buy carnations to give to the guys and they pin it on them. <clears throat> and they're, um, they're Joseph and Bobby are worried. Immediately, girls come up and start pinning their carnations on Bobby and the girl, Sharice, that Joseph likes, uh, starts coming over. So Bobby puts some of his flowers on Joseph. So he's, and he goes, 
um what's her name i forget i just said it you better charise you better put your flower on joseph while he still has room and she puts it on there and then it cuts to uh, joseph taking the flowers off and putting them back on bobby he goes you totally didn't have to do that and you totally did and it shows dually they're going that was brave <laughs> acting like you know he's putting the <laughs> the flowers on bobby um then uh Peggy and, and uh, Hank go out. I'm really MacGyvering this, squeezer-wise. Uh, no, no, please, don't don't stop. <laughs> anyway, Bobby starts... I, I don't have a voice to do it. Aw. A big clear. Bobby starts hanging with Bill, and Bill gets him all upset that I'll lose Connie forever, which he goes into a grand gesture. So between the chocolates and Bobby showing up dressed in a diaper as Cupid at the party and getting thrown over the fence... Uh, it's just a funny episode, funny premise, and I'm your little candy man. <laughs> He's so creepy. Yeah. Um, what's her name? The woman who does the voice of Bobby is so good. Um, fuck, I know her name. All this. She does Spinelli on uh, Recess, and she was in Louie. The Hill voice. Uh, Pamela Adlin. Yeah, she was... Uh, You'll know her if you hear her, but she's the voice of Bobby, and she's so good at it. Oh, what was I watching last night? Oh, it was Sopranos. Yeah? And there was a guy... It was it was a one-off. He had, like, two lines. Fucking what Just tell me the episode. It? What was going I'm trying, on? Well, I'm, I'm trying to remember what episode it was. It was older little fat guy. Okay, and what was the, the plot? I'm trying to remember... Where am I at? I'm still in season one. Okay. Uh, it might have been, like, ten or eleven. I mean, you can't remember the plot? Dude, it was last night. <laughs> um, I think he was talking to Syl, but just the guy's voice. I'm like, holy shit, what voice of a character does he do? I got to go back and re-listen to it. Was it 10? Was it the FBI raids? No, no, no. It was like a local. It was. Was it um, a hit is a hit? The music production when they meet the gangster rapper? It's not the gangster. It was an older guy. It was a little... I mean, it might have been that episode. It was a quick scene, like, unrelated to the rest of the like the main story. Like, I'm trying to... Hmm. But we're kind of in that period. Fuck. I'll go, I'm, I'll go back and rewatch it the last... I'll scrub through it and find it. Well, if you tell me which episode it was and what the I scene was... I, do, I don't remember. That's It was a long time ago. <laughs> last night. Yeah. You don't remember what the episode you were watching last night, but you remember this guy and his voice. Yeah. Hmm. I remember going, oh, I kind I know that voice. Where do I know it from? So I'll go back. <laughs> There's a... That was consumed last night. So. How much whiskey did you have last night? Uh, two, three. Hmm. <clears throat> All right. Well, I can't help you if you don't know what it's from. But I'll yeah, figure it out. That uh, that is it. We are moving on to your fifth, fourth pick. Is memories, cravings for some wars. The original recipe was printed in 1927 in an American Girl Scout book called, of all things, Tramping and Trailing with the Girl Scouts. I was a Girl Scout when I was a 
child, and I fondly remember making s'more after s'more at the South Mountain Reservation Girl Scout camp in New Jersey. And this is what a s'more looks like. A roasted or toasted marshmallow, lots of squares of Hershey's chocolate bar, and two big squares of graham cracker. We'll try those just a little bit later. Hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I use a lot of Martha Stewart on this show. Oh, that was Martha say. Stewart? Yeah, Martha Stewart. So the best part is I wanted to keep this clip going, and I would have if it weren't for – it was a weird – like the audio came in weird when I captured it. There's nothing I could do about it. I tried. Um, but so she introduces all the s'mores and that it's supposed to be – it's a nice gift to give to your host for the weekend as because I guess – I guess in her world, you visit people and you stay at their homes for the weekend and you do all these activities and have nice meals together. That's like, what fucking rich people do. Yeah, well, this is what my mo my mom does this shit, and it drives me insane. Oh yes, we they know what they love. They love bed and breakfasts. Ugh. They love the idea of going to a place, staying at a place where multiple people are living in bedrooms in a big house and sharing a bathroom and then enjoying breakfast all together and talking and and then talking to the local person to ask, where is the best place to go? What should we do? And you really get to experience the local flavor. Ugh, it, it is my hell. It yeah. is my absolute hell. I will not. I don't want to stay at a hotel if it doesn't have a back door where I don't have to walk past the front desk. I just, ugh, fuck it. It's absolute nightmare. If you want to know the best place to go find breakfast, find a cop. Hey, where do I go for breakfast? That's how I found Lincoln Waffles when we we're down in D.C. I'm walking down the street. I look in the window. Breakfast place looks oh, good. Four cops sitting there eating. I'm like, this is good. Hmm. Because that's all they do. They sit around and eat breakfast all day. And, and you know, and, and protect and serve and unless, you know. But, yeah. That is my absolute hell. So, yes, my mom is basically. So, when Martha Stewart started blowing up and doing her thing, like, my mom, like, bought all in on it, much like I do. Mm. And, yeah, so she had a fancy-ass basket. And she had a name for the type of basket it was, too. It's got to be that kind of basket. And then you load it up with all the treats. The best part of this clip, then, just look up Martha Stewart's s'mores and, and watch it if you feel like uh, just wanting to hurt yourself. Um, she then goes on to introduce the sticks that are so much fun, and they're so neat, and aren't they just wonderful? And you have to, like, find these hardwood sticks and soak them. And then she goes through this whole thing about how to whittle down the point of these sticks— and then, oh, and then you drill a little hole through it and you put a little wire loop on it so you can hang them up neatly outside your, uh, by your door. Because, you know, that you hang your marshmallow sticks by the door. You know, you don't just crack them over your fucking knee. Um, and, oh, yeah, and you have to soak them. I'm like, no, you don't have to soak them if you just get a branch and sharpen it. It's live wood right. that you're supposed to use. Stewart. Fucking but the clip goes on forever as she's talking about making I don't think I, she never got to making s'mores the whole like five minute clip is about making pointy sticks Ugh. anyway s'mores are all right I'm not a big marshmallow guy
I'll indulge a little bit. Yeah. No, I like when we were a kid, <clears throat> we had these cookies that came in like two packs. They're made by Nabisco. And they're called Suddenly S'mores. And it was like a self-contained thing that you put it there. You were meant to put in the microwave and you put them in the microwave for like 30 seconds and they'd be like s'mores. Huh. Or, you know, your dad puts them in your lunchbox and there's nothing. You can't pack the microwave. So <laughs> Just eating them. You know, you ate them, you raw dogged them, but, um, <clears throat> and then like s'mores cereal, which we also had, which yeah. recently came back, but like the act of going out <laughs> and letting us and getting all the ingredients, first of all, buying candy bars and expecting us not to eat them right away yeah, and graham crackers and marshmallows and going out and roasting them. And we roasted marshmallows in the summer, but the whole putting s'mores together in the mess now. Yeah. Nah. See, that that's where I came in. Because I wasn't crazy about marshmallows. Like, I'll have a, a, a toasted marshmallow, but, like, lightly. Um, no, I like them burnt to a crisp. Uh, see, I'm not, I'm not crazy about that. I like it. I like it. I like the entire thing lightly browned and just starting to bubble. I like most things burnt to a crisp. Yeah. Um, but then, but I do like chocolate bars, and I like uh, graham crackers. So, like, I would just eat a chocolate and graham cracker sandwich while I roasted a marshmallow and eat it separately. Mm. Uh, or, I don't know if you could believe this, I enjoy the process. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, so, I would be that, I would just make constant s'more and just, hey, have one here, have one, have one. Because You're the s'more chef. I was the s'more chef. I, yeah, but half enjoyable. the fun of, like, eating s'mores, I guess you wanted to have all the fun, is making the s'more. See, that's why we're yeah, friends, because exactly. I didn't want to make them. <laughs> I was a kid who didn't want to make them. Yeah. Squeezer. I, di I didn't want to eat them. Another course. s'mores, please. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I just anytime I have an excuse to play with fire, you know. And, uh, we are down. <clears throat> it was actually for my birthday, probably my thirtieth birthday. We are down at Seattle uh, City. It was me and my sister and Brusco. Michael and um, Erica Rose was down there too, and we were doing shots of s'mores flavored vodka. Oh god! It was so gross, and they they pour it, they over pour it in those tiny little plastic shot glasses, so it spills all over your hand. Uh -huh. And the next morning, you woke up and your hands reeked like fucking that artificial s'mores flavoring. Yeah. I don't know why. Lisa, I, was... I, I'd rather have gasoline on my hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Presco, more shots for the birthday boy. Oh God, I I can't those flavored sugary shots, especially s'mores too. Like, because I'm not a fan of the flavor, really. No. Like, and that's the thing, artificial s'mores, like that artificial flavor, it it just tastes so fake versus like the real thing. Like it, it's of course it's gonna taste different. Right. But it, it's like like almost like blueberry, like. Like the the blueberry artificial flavor tastes nothing like what an actual blueberry tastes like. Right. It's just blue. It's well, the flavor of blue. Grape too. Yeah, grapes don't taste like that. <laughs> Till you make them the juice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I and I I mean I was a fucking boy scout. I, I taught cooking. That was like the go-to thing. Like yeah, make. You taught boy scout cooking. Not I cooking, boy cooking. Scout cooking. Cooking, cooking. Yeah, well, I mean, it was cooking. That was my primary as a cooking class. It was like how to make bread in a pot <laughs> over a fire, right? That yeah, was the big one? Yeah, we'd do that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Cooking over the coal, bacon in a bag, you know, that's the goodies. 
good that's a fun one you know it was unnecessary things sometimes just for sure. shits and giggles that's what we're gonna do um it was a test of skill how can you cook this bacon without incinerating it that's more it's the same way and they're messy as shit they certainly yeah, my, are. My, my kids don't even like them just because it's too messy. They're too picky. It's too much. It's they'd, too rather, much. they'd rather deconstruct it like me, just eat the graham cracker, the chocolate, and the marshmallow. All right. Um, All right. Here, uh, here's my next pick. Mesdames et messieurs, maintenant nous allons faire un petit voyage par bateau. What's he talking about? Voulez-vous entrer le Wonkatania? Far and about. Tunnel up there. Hey, walk! I want off. Round the world and home again. That's the sailor's way. Showing, so the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell a glowing? Is the grizzly reaper mowing? Yes, the danger must be growing, for the rowers keep on rowing, and they're certainly not showing any signs that they are slowing. small step for mankind but a giant step for us man gene wilder <clears throat> he was perfect for that so that i learned today was all a choice by gene wilder it was not direction it was partly script but it was all choice jeez he so i read so much and watched so much about this movie that i did not i mean i kind of knew inklings of the stuff you know, from film school uh, about the chocolate river was actually chocolate. Um, and it spoiled. That's why I said more on that later. 
Oh, really? Well, yeah, they had to use cream and milk. They made it actual chocolate. It was drinkable wow. chocolate. And then, like, it started to stink. <laughs> but all that stuff was actually edible. And they didn't let the kids in till they started rolling, filming. Um, and as soon as they started filming, they let all the kids in. And the kids did not see this edible world ever before. And that was their genuine first reaction. Um, also, little Charlie Bucket didn't know... Uh, uh, Gene Wilder was going to scream at him at that final scene there. <laughs> he said, you get nothing. Nothing. Really? So that was a very, uh, but there's, I mean, I, I mean, you're my little Augustus goop, but, <laughs> uh, Damn it. Uh, I know you're right. No, no, you're my, no, I'm, your, I'm, your, I'm your Oompa Loompa. Yeah. So this was all financed by the Quaker Oats company. No shit. To, uh, to make, uh, candy bars. To, they're going to make Wonka candy bars. And Quaker Oats, this is before they were owned by Pepsi, uh, financed the picture and was the production company. And then they saw it and they're like, no, no, this is a horror movie. Huh. Um, there's a lot of dark, nefarious stuff in there. Like, Grandpa Joe, you piece of shit. Your poor daughter is waiting hand and foot on you and you're bedridden until Charlie can go to the fucking chocolate factory. Oh, I can fucking walk, motherfucker. Holy shit, that never even occurred to me. No? Also, like... It, it never popped, yeah. In the middle, he's bedridden, but in the middle of the night, he pulls out this chocolate bar, and he says, out from under his back, and he's like, Charlie, let's eat it, me and you. And there's no... It's not the golden ticket one, but where the fuck did he get that chocolate bar? Like, who bought that for you? Did you get out of bed? And like, so also it seems like that, that Willy Wonka had all these traps for these kids planned because each method of transportation going up to the glass elevator had enough seats for the amount of people left surviving Hmm. and that's it. Do you think it was, he, he, at the beginning had Charlie in mind all along and that the others were just players in the game to continue to test him to the very end. Um. Well, there each test was significantly placed for the said person. Mm-hmm. Um. So was he, or perhaps was Charlie the one that was supposed to have failed the uh, fizzy lifting drink? Fizzy lifting drink. He did but kind he, of. He didn't. He, but he but did. Since, he failed. Yeah. Since he didn't get chopped up in the the fan. Which, I mean, fucking talk about edging and not fucking finishing. <laughs> Wonka's watching this and he's like, yes, yes. They're both going to get chopped by the fan. Yeah. Every, every other one does survive somehow, but Charlie's the one that wouldn't have. Right. Well, you don't know they survived. What'd they do with fucking Violet? Uh, they do, I must, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. What happened? Does she have like all saggy skin now after that? Right. Is she dead? Or what happened to fucking Augustus Gloop? Did they get him out of there? Well, they say he it empties out to... Uh, where is it supposed to go? Yeah, but can he drown? Yes. Probably, yeah, maybe. What happened to Mike TV's now miniature? Hmm. What about Veruca Salt? I like Veruca Salt. I want one now, Dottie. 
But uh, old Charlie Bucket. He, uh, him and fucking his piece of shit Grandpa Joe survive. Yeah, uh, Raw Dahl was on set. And when he finally saw this movie, he's like, what? No, no. <laughs> um, so apparently uh, the reason why they changed it from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. In the United States in the 1960s, the term Mr. Charlie had been used as a um, term in the African-American community for a white man in power historically plantation slave owners and press reports claim that change was due to pressure from black groups during the same period u.s soldiers in vietnam war used the divisive term charlie for Viet Cong. Origi- i knew that yes originated I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't associate it with this but i didn't know the other one though. originating from the acronym vc and the call sign victor charlie i didn't know that <laughs> mm-hmm the studio publicly stated that the title was changed to put an emphasis on, on, emphasis on the eccentric character Willy Wonka. However, Walper said the change to the title make the product placement for the Wonka bar have a closer association. Now that, I believe. <clears throat> yeah. Because if they're trying to sell candy bars, they want Wonka in the fucking name. Do, do you use it intermixed? Like, if you're talking about it, you'll find yourself slip. You're like, you'll say... Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, but meaning the movie? No, I always say Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh. I never read the book nor saw the fucking Johnny Depp movie. Uh, no. Have you? I'm with you. Yeah. No. I mean, I've seen, like, parts of the Johnny Depp one. It's all the trailer. <laughs> I guess trailer clips. Like, I, I, I never, like, at any point, like, seeked it out, sought it out. In the book, the Oompa Loompas were described, depicted as African pygmies. And the NAACP took umbrage with that, comparing it to slavery. So they changed them to distinctive little green and orange characters, which kind of stuck. And Gene Wilder had all the specific changes to Wonka's costume. Yeah, I've never read the books. I don't know how he was supposed to be in, you know, interpreted. I mean, not as a slasher film, essentially. Hmm. So... It is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's fucking... Charlie's the final girl. <laughs> <laughs> It was shot in uh, Munich hmm. in a German communal company owned by the city of Munich, which offers public services for the city and region of Munich. The Stadtwerk Munich, G- Stadtwerk Munich. External shots of the factory were filmed at the gas works for the Stadtwerk Munich. The entrance and side buildings still exist. Oh, we should have went and looked at that one right there. No, twice. Never went there. The exterior... That's why one... It does look European. The exterior shots of Charlie Bucket's house, a set constructed solely for the film, it was filmed at uh, Kellenstraub in Munich. Charlie's school was filmed at Kaflasjik's uh, Farm at St. Sylvester, uh, Bidenstauer, Straub 1 in Munich. It was all filmed in Munich, huh? No, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always After notice all, like, the, it... Euro- the European 
like look to it. I did notice that, but I never put it together. But yeah, I I always assumed that it was some yeah English. After town. all, we are the land of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> that was ten minutes ago. Um, it was released by Paramount Pictures on June thirtieth, nineteen seventy one. Not a success. Uh, earned four million on a three million dollar budget. But kind of became a hit uh, television debut in uh, Thanksgiving, debuting on Thanksgiving of 1974 on NBC and airing tons after that. I couldn't tell you how many times. Like, it's one of those things where I can't tell you when or where or how many times I've seen it, but it's. I scared. It scared me a lot as a kid, especially that tunnel scene. I don't know where we are going. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, with all the fucking dogs I, I, I and the love, dead I chicken, love, like being fucking projected on the walls. I love all the traps. This, this was this was Saw before there was Saw. Oh yeah, everyone. That's what Saw for kids. That's what every the connotation everyone makes online that it's Saw. Hmm. Yeah. I never saw Saw, so I don't know that. I have, I haven't either. I'm just assuming like mm. that. I have no interest in any of. When the distribution rights lapsed in 1977, Paramount declined to renew it, considering it not viable. Um, oh, you dumb shits. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory remained in obscurity for years. The rights were defaulted back to the Quaker Oats Company, who was no longer involved in film business, and therefore sold them to Warner Brothers for $500,000. Wow. By the 1980s, the film experienced an increase in popularity due to repeated television podca- broadcasts and gained cult status with a new audience and home video sales. In 1996, there was a 25th anniversary theatrical re-release, re-release which grossed f- the film a further $21 million. Warner Brothers made $20.5 million. Just theatrically. Not, that's not counting TV yeah, rights. Just- re-released a movie that they never produced mm-hmm. just bought <laughs> and what uh, what's what's the percentage there like uh hang on well think Not about how much matters. money they made off fucking the Tim Burton Wonka and this Wonka the, the latest one cause those are Warner Brothers too cause Warner Brothers has the rights you said how much 25 million it made Twenty-one. Twenty-one million. Off theatrically. So the current Wonka that's out in the theaters now, Squeezer. Mm-hmm. Off a budget of hundred twenty-five million, made five hundred seventy-three point one million. Paramount could have that. They wonder why they're about to sell their whole fucking company to Warner Brothers. <laughs> I'm terrible at math. I'm not doing this right. Fifty times. I'm trying to figure out percentage-wise, but it, it's uh, a fifty times fifty and multiplied by fifty of your investment. Hmm. Yeah, and with like no work at all. Little, little marketing. Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, on a budget of 150 million, 
made four hundred seventy-five point eight million, and that was Warner Brothers too. They just keep cashing in on this movie. Oh, because oh, when they, well, did they buy the rights then? Because I'm assuming they're different rights. No, there's the rights. Oh, they bought, they bought the like, theatrical rights to the movie and the movie rights yeah. from the book. So that and the movie from '71 came with that. They didn't just buy the movie from '71; they got the rights to. Yeah, it. they bought the theatrical rights in that movie. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. And with that comes sequel and reproduction rights. Good for them. Yeah, the Warner Brothers. That was the best five hundred thousand dollars I spent. Shit. All right, here is your last pick. Yes? Hello, would you like to buy my cookies? What the hell was that? Uh, Animaniacs? I'm talking uh, Ren and Stimpy. Oh, I, you know, I was like, this is Ren and Stimpy, but he just did Ren and Stimpy, something. No. no, it's uh, a fundraiser. Uh, I'm talking a chocolate bar, candy bar, fundraisers. But uh, uh, this is a Girl Scout selling uh, cookies, and she has like a bag of cookies. Ren takes them, dumps them all in his mouth, chews them up, and then vomits them back into the... He spits him back into the bag and then says no and slams the door in her face. <laughs> Fucking great. As he should. Show's so good. Uh yeah, uh I, I was it popped into my head. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember walking around like an asshole selling those candy bars and then more and more I just got angrier and angrier as I'm looking into it. Um and and now like having to deal with it because we get so many fucking fundraisers and shit like that for school. And we did a lot of these. I was in Boy Scouts. And we did the chocolate bar fundraiser thing quite a bit. I went to Catholic um, school. We had a lot of fundraisers. A lot of fundraisers. Um, yeah, well, she's in a, a uh, church-based. My littlest one is in a church-based uh, preschool program. So, yeah, mm. fundraisers out the ass. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I just... Philmont, Florida, we did this too, and like we, you'd get the the big box, and you'd go. We you'd sometimes like you'd like go door to door. It's like, hey, you want to buy some chocolate? And your neighbor's like, yeah, I'll buy a chocolate bar. Um, or you just give it to your parents. Say, hey, take this to work. They slap it on the table with an envelope and say, hey, buy the damn chocolate bar. That's the most effective way to do it. Um, but when everyone's doing it, it's kind of like an overload. Me personally, stick with the hoagies, folks. I like that. I'll pay a little. I'd rather pay six bucks for a hoagie, or have your boss pay five hundred bucks for an entire case of hoagies, and then you get mm-hmm. it for free. Mm-hmm. Um, versus like a dollar for a chocolate bar. That, mm-hmm. I know. I'm just buying out of guilt. Whereas, I there's something about hoagies made in a church basement that just tastes better. Hoagies. The way the, hoagies. It's the way the onions and the cheese meld together. It's the way God intended. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um. The union of, of uh, room temperature cheese product and onion. It's just magical. And it starts doing that thing where it doesn't, like, peel and the bread sticks to the cheese. Oh, God, it's good. Um, but, yeah, the, the you made, like, 
barely any money off of it though and like as the kid you didn't know like your parents like or the whatever your troop school whatever bought the boxes and then they say like you would get like 50% profit but that's if you buy like 500 boxes hmm. like it doesn't like they, they took like such a cut like you might as well just go out and buy a box of Hershey bars and then go and resell them um but it had like the uh, world's finest, I think, was one. I, I remember we did like brand name legit. Like I remember selling like uh, crackle bars and stuff. Um, but y- y- then you'd be stuck with it, and then in the end, like oh, we're all out, and all like the Hershey bars and uh, the crackles and the Reeses are all gone. The Kit Kats are gone, and then you just have a bunch of fucking Mister Good bars left. <laughs> like, huh? We got a bu- Then you end up just buying a bunch of Mister Good bars. Hmm. No offense to anyone that likes Mr. Goodbar. I thought you loved Mr. Goodbar. I mean, if it's there, I'll eat it. But oh, I, I thought you I, said last week on the show you love Mr. Goodbar. No, I like a crackle. Oh, crackle. That's the one you said. Crackle. crackle yeah, yeah. crackle is good. Yeah, I like Rice Krispies in my, in my chocolate bars. But yeah, it was a pain in the ass. And it, it got to the point you're like you start running out. So then you, you just buy the box you just pay off whatever and then you just take your time trying to sell off the rest of it uh, make it back that way but it was really as a kid it was like basic introduction like mass introduction school sponsored introduction uh, to multi-level marketing and just everyone just taking a little slice of the pie mm-hmm. uh, on the way up yeah just wait. It's like just as a kid, it's like being a part of an American Greed episode. You don't even realize it. Or like buying whatever the hell. Like I was talking about Big Ben's box. I forgot what the hell is he selling. What? From Problem Child. Oh, I have no idea. I'm looking up right now. There's like. Why is this so hard to find? They only ever sold one of them. Oh, it was the... Big Ben's Franchise Starter Kit Starter Kit. Mm. It was like him with an American flag and it said you can open up, start your own franchise. I don't know if they ever specified what the franchise was. But it was just to sell more starter kits. But yeah, that was, uh, yeah, now you can buy a case. I don't know how many are in a case, but you can buy, they don't tell you how many are in a case. I'm looking at special moments fundraising. Look at this. Quick last questions. How many? $144 for a case of boxes. With the rad year. Do math with the rad year. Doing math um, things with the rad year. But yeah, year. now... And as a kid, I kind of liked it. I liked selling the popcorn better because you, you felt like you were making bank off the popcorn, but those evil head honchos, of course, guess they were taking all the money. And then the best were the fundraisers where, like, you got, like, prizes and stuff if you sold enough. And then it's like, so really, are we benefiting and raising any money to do whatever it is that we're doing? Like, my parents would be like, I'll just pay the 20 bucks for you to go on a damn field trip. Then have to go through the effort of selling chocolate bars. 
Right. That's where I'm at now. That's where he's at, kids. Fuck it. Throw money at the problem. That's the American way. That's I taught you well. <laughs> All right, here is my final pick. Oh, nope, that's your final pick. Here is my... I still have another pick? Final pick, no. Oh, no. that was my That was your final pick. pick. That epic <laughs> commercial from Nestle was for the Alpine White, which I was like, oh, how am I going to talk about white chocolate? I'll download the Alpine White commercial because I know that a commercial. I didn't realize Nestle invented white chocolate. Really? Nestle started as a Swiss chocolatier. Chocolate. So they, um, white chocolate was invented in 1936 by Nestle. And it's cocoa butter, sugar, and milk solids, but without cocoa powder, I guess. And so, okay. Um, white chocolate is confectionery typically made of sugar, milk, and cocoa butter, but no cocoa solids. It's pale ivory in color and lacks many of the compounds found in milk, dark, and other chocolates. It is solid at room temperature. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So when I was a kid, they I had migraines and seizures, and they weren't really 100% sure what was causing them, so they threw shit at the wall. So they put me on some form of a keto diet, and some like it was like no chocolate, but like the doctor was a quack and a nitwit, and she was like, sure, white chocolate's fine. <laughs> it's the same fucking stuff. It wasn't anything that was causing it either, so I could add regular chocolate. But like in my Easter basket, instead of the giant solid fucking Jesus cross made of chocolate, I had a white chocolate one. Yeah, uh, you hate white chocolate, right? I hate it. Nah, see, as a kid, I didn't really like it, but I kind of, I kind of, my sophisticated palate doesn't not prefer it, but I like it now. It's pretty good. Hmm. Like Jake, if he's still listening, he turned me on. We were doing wrestling uh, at Liberty, which is coming up. That wrestling you do, we used to do with the fly pack. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it was like districts or Northeast regionals or something. So we're doing that with the fly pack and we're back in that room at Liberty, you know, that we set the fly pack up in. Yeah. Yep. And he packs uh, open this bag of Kit Kat minis, but they're white chocolate. I was like, what? A, I'm like, hey, he's like, how are those? I'm, he's like, oh, life changing. And I tried a few and I'm like, holy shit, they are really good. I always feel like, like, White chocolate, dark chocolate, and milk chocolate. They each have their role. Pl- I like them all. I probably like dark chocolate the best. I like that dark chocolate. And um, But I do like white chocolate. I do I do enjoy it, and I prefer it uh, sometimes. Nice little sweetness. But the bitterness of chocolate sometimes. Just went a little sweet and fat. Not uh, as of... Are you talking about me? That's right. You're my little white chocolate. It's a little sweet and fat. <laughs> From 1948 to 1990s, Nestle also produced a white chocolate bar with almond pieces, all pine white, for markets in the United States and Canada. 
Um, we have zero bars in our arcade at work, which are white chocolate. Little throwback. But uh, yeah, white chocolate. It was, a, it was a chocolate show. We're done. Only two hours in. Yay. Was, I feel like that was an informative episode. It was good, sure. No, I don't know if we informed anyone of anything. <laughs> oh, they learned. They learned good. But uh, next week is going to be strange and awkward. Childhood crushes. More strange yeah. and awkward than normal. Yeah, it's going to be really awkward. We're going to talk about some of our childhood crushes. And I think there's going to be a lot of overlap. So someone's yeah. going to have to pull yeah, Kelly we're Kapowski. Gonna have, we're going to have to start working on this early. I call Scary Sherry. <laughs> Not Scary Sherry Valentine, but Sensational Queen Sherry. Oh, okay. I was going to, like, really? Um, why, didn't you, why didn't you talk to her? She's Elizabeth! Um, Luna Vachon, no, you can have. No, no, you can have Sherry. I scary, Sherry scared the hell out of me. and Not in that, like... Not me. Yeah, no. But you could have Luna Vachon. I know she was I'll, your king. I'll take, I'll take Sunny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, half of them are, like, wrestling valets, but we got to branch out. Um... I know gadgets on here. Damn it! How did you? Get... <laughs> yeah, but let's not let's not fucking spoil it before we get into yeah. the show. That's next week for Valentine's Day. We're talking childhood crushes, animated movies three, another snow day on the twenty eighth. So we're talking snow day stuff, and then on uh, March sixth we're doing the menu show finally, and then. Just like last year at this time when I was at NAB, I'm gonna have to figure out how we do our spring and summer. But oh yeah. This list started. Like we're, we're still working off of this spring of twenty three. Uh, yeah, the four nineteen summer spring summer twenty three list. So we're almost a full year on this list of shows, minus the shows we skipped. But uh, well, that's it. We did another show, and we did it. Guess we besides talking about our. Weird childhood crushes on wrestling valets at the end really quick. We didn't talk about wrestling. I was like, we're not talking about... We, we, no one care, wants to hear our talk about fucking wrestling. No, because you could just go on the internet. And There's 4,000 podcasts like, about wrestling and 4 billion and websites. It. It's all there. I don't, you know, I don't know if you know this, but whatever they just did last Friday and this Monday is set in stone for uh, April. Nothing ever. Yeah, it's already shot, so it's already in the can, so they're going to have to. Yeah. Anyway, um, we'll be back next week with uh, more Rad Years podcast. But until then, I'm RK. And I'm Squeezer. Uh, see you, everybody. Bye.